Hello, dear listener. I have something truly special to share. It's an exclusive invitation to join me in Mexico for an intimate and luxurious three-day retreat along the beautiful Pacific coast of Zihuatanejo, taking place the weekend of the spring equinox, March 18th through the 20th. There's also an optional day to stay through the 21st for some special ceremonies that are happening in the area for the equinox. But the retreat itself is the 18th through the 20th, really an opportunity not to be missed. And I'm offering one lucky listener a discounted ticket. On this weekend that I've, I've just been loving into being actually for several years now as COVID and you know everything, but when we conceived of building this place, our home down here it's really what we envisioned, you know, bringing people down here for retreats, for trainings, because we felt and we knew that this space was special. And as people keep coming down and we keep getting the feedback, how magical it is, we want to share it in a really intentional way. You know, be working with the four elements, earth, air, fire, water, the metaphors of the season will set sight on a new vision for our mothering journey and creating a deeper connection to self and mother nature. So to win a discounted ticket, rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram at Dr. Gertrude Lyons. And remember, the most important thing to mother is yourself. Give yourself permission to take a retreat this year. Besides, who said mothers can't go on a spring break? I'll see you there. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome to Mother. No, it's Mother. Welcome to Mother, the show where we can explore our inner mothers to actualize our greatest selves through interviews with incredible guests, live coaching sessions, and my own experiences. We're going to dive deep into embracing feminine values and reparenting ourselves. So be prepared to show up, hold space, and be mothered in a way you never have before, but have always needed. It's time we rewrite the Mud Her Code. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Mud Her. I'm excited to be rewriting the Mother Code with you this week. So here we are, the end of April. How did that happen? Oh my gosh, I'm a little bit freaking out about how quickly this year is going. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we are here at the end of the month, and April is ending. We've been focusing on Stress Awareness Month. So in my, you know, with some of what we've been working on here, but also on my Instagram and other places, and we're headed into May, which follows really well because May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we get to pick up and kind of keep going where we've been. And it's a really special month for me uh, as, as far as a campaign, and I'm calling it Mothering May, where each week we're going to explore different facets of mothering. And keeping in mind, you know, this mental health awareness through mothering, and we're going to bring them all together and really look at debunking myths around stress and what it means to have it, what it means to work with it. And we're going to be looking at it through the lens of, you know, rewriting our codes and mothering and all things under that umbrella. So let's get going with a so often heard uh, statement that I have, which is, why is it so stressful for us to take care of ourselves? Why is that? I mean, taking care of ourselves is supposed to be 
something that takes care of ourselves, right? Not something that we stress out about, not something that causes us worry and anxiety because we're not doing our stress relief stuff well enough, good enough, um, and a lot of shoulds, you know, come into play here. So let's see if what we can do to kind of peel away and take the stress out of taking care of ourselves and see what that looks like. See what, you know, how has that looked in, in other women's lives? And I've had the just immense blessing and honor to be working with an amazing group of women in my mastermind. So this cohort, I'm just in love with them. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's so amazing to me that, you know, I can come together as a group of women and just so easily. And when we share ourselves, when we come to the table with intention around our, our growth, our development, our wounds, our pain, and then all the beauty of that, there's immediate connection. We don't have to do the usual stuff of, you know, getting close or getting to know someone. So I am very much in, I'll just say it. I'm just, I'm just in love with these women and I'm feeling so blessed and grateful. But we've been working on this and we've really been looking at both, you know, when I do my individual sessions through the mastermind as well as, you know, as the group. And some themes that have come up in that are, I think for a lot of the women, the yearning to come into the mastermind was like, oh, yes, I do need to learn to mother myself. You know, I really, I may even have ways I kind of take care of myself, but what does it really mean to mother myself? And what has that look like? What does that look like? And it's really been so beautiful to see women learn things, but then apply them. It's really in the applying that we start to see what does it mean to intend to mother ourselves. And I want to underline this word intention, right? It sounds kind of a, a bit intense <laughs> and forceful, but it's really beautiful because when we when we intend our self-care, when we intend that we will be beautifully mothered, that opens up a space for us. That opens up a space for us to see what's going on around us in any moment that we can use for our self-care and our mothering. And what I've found talking to women is we think it's so much of a outside ourselves and I have to make big plans for it. And I only have so much time in my day. How am I supposed to find more time to like take care of myself? And these are all myths. And I'm going to relate these to my 15 mothering myths, but we have these mistaken beliefs. Two that come to mind most significantly are the belief that doing things to tend to ourselves and mother ourselves takes a lot of time and it's hard. So that's a big one. And another one is, do I deserve it? And I think that's where I have just a ton of empathy for myself, but for other women, like compassion and empathy of the fact that, you know, if we weren't well tended to, and there, we all have had gaps in our upbringing, you know, we all, with the best of intention and on the continuum and, you know, the most loving and conscientious parenting we may have had, there's going to be gaps because we're human, right? We're all human. They were human. And there's gaps that we're looking for in our mothering. And, and that's a beautiful journey in itself because it takes us on this pathway to wholeness. So I just want to name that as kind of a bigger context. But in there, what I find so often is we know we have the knowledge of what it takes to, and we know good things to do for ourselves. But some of what gets in the way is 
are deserving of it. When we weren't wired with getting it, we somehow in our little kid logic make up that, well, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to have it. Maybe, you know, I asked for things, I had yearnings for things as a, as a child, but they were dismissed or I was criticized for them or, you know, sometimes our parents were just too busy and they were loving us in a different way, possibly of, of being able to, you know, support us and take care of us and work hard that also left some gaps around where we just needed a lot more time to be held, to be seen to have, you know, the, the presence, you know, of our caregiver with us. So that can tend to get wired in then that we don't, oh, I must not deserve this. You know, and I'm going to say that again, that, you know, one of the most heartbreaking things that I come across and I've had to work on so much myself is that it's okay to yearn, that having and being in touch with my deeper yearnings is going to guide me and that I'm safe and that I'm okay to have them and that going for them. Yeah, I may get hurt sometimes. I may ask for things. I may, you know, put myself out there and be pretty vulnerable with someone or ask for something big and get rejected. I might say no. I might be told no, but that has nothing to do with whether or not I deserved it or whether or not it's okay to keep asking. And it's okay, you know, that that person has their stuff, their life that doesn't make me a bad person, or it doesn't make me wrong or overly needy because someone couldn't meet my yearning. Hi, I'm so excited to share with you my 2024 Spring Equinox Self-Mothering Retreat that's happening this March, 2024. And I would love for you not only to consider it, but to attend. But in considering it, hey, just knowing that you would be leaving cold weather, if that's the space that you're in, and coming down to just magnificently beautiful, warm, nourishing place of Zihuatanejo, Mexico. Zihuatanejo meaning land of the goddess women. And coming to really take time for yourself. Okay, and that I am learning more and more isn't just a nice thing to do or something extravagant or something selfish. It's essential. And I really want you to take it seriously to consider, you know, just think about what would it take for me to go? It's a five and a half day retreat, getting from where you are, getting there, landing there, and then being in a space that is all about you. It's all about nourishing you. It's all about tuning into you, using everything around us, the nature, the food, the beautiful people, the rituals, ceremonies. I bring it, you know, we really bring it. And we go deeper and deeper as the days go on and we release, we let go, we bring in what is nourishing, what is empowering, what is that space of just really divine feminine energy. And we do it in the community of women. It's not for everyone. I will be honest, you know, if the idea of leaving and not making it work or it's just too hard, not for you. If the idea of, you know, spending that amount of time inwardly focused and going to that level of self-awareness doesn't sound like something you're willing to do or put the time and energy into, then it's not for you. And it's good to know that, right? So this is for people who are serious about what it means to mother themselves, what it means to take time for ourselves and that gift and what that gift can bring to us. It was originally right after my fall retreat, it filled right up. 
But now some people, it turns out, are not able to come. So I do have a handful of openings. And if you're listening to this and you're willing to take that step, please reach out to me. We can do a discovery call or you can put a deposit down. I would love that. And you can do that by going to my website, www.drgertrudelyons.com. Go to events and there you go. It'll all be there. There's a beautiful page there for you to explore. I look forward to hearing from you and then seeing you on my spring retreat. And that's the cool thing about yearnings that I've just so loved about Dr. Judith Wright's evolating model of transformation is that it starts, everything starts, you know, a life of transformation, but a life of richness and goodness starts with us really connecting to and being with our yearnings. And I've brought it into every week of the mastermind in some form or another of like, what, you know, where are we blocked in having our yearnings met? What, what would it mean to strip away the mistaken beliefs we have and we kind of have to refire up and reawaken this very natural part of us. I don't think I've talked about it at any length in previous podcasts, but either way, it's it's worth kind of diving into for a couple minutes and revisiting is making this distinction between our wants and our yearnings. And our wants are more things and they're not bad, uh, but they're ultimately often not going to give us that deeper fulfillment and and the the deeper mothering that we're yearning for. So wants are things like you know I want I want a new car, I want a new purse, I want more money, I want a big beautiful home, I I want that cookie right now, I want this um, piece of piece of jewelry. You know, they're oftentimes are tangible things, and there's nothing wrong with having or wanting those things, but what we'll find is that the accumulation of them isn't going to necessarily or very often touch that deeper yearning. So when I say things, and I'm going to in a second here, just share what some uh, some examples of our deeper yearnings are, it's more like I yearn to matter. I yearn to love and be loved. I yearn to be heard. I yearn to be seen. I yearn to make a difference. I yearn to connect with spirit. So I'm aware as I'm saying them, just the difference in how it feels inside. And I have a little secret here that just by naming them, I felt my stress go down. I felt kind of the fear. I always have some fear of being on the microphone, but I felt that dissolve. You know, when I was in my wants, you know, it was more that kind of excited, like more the, the, the chemical release and around our wants is often dopamine. And it, that, unfortunately, when we activate that so much, it, we crave it and we just keep wanting more and more of that. You know, where when we're in our yearnings, we are allowed to open up a capacity to release of cortisol, which is a more stress relieving, lower our anxiety, lower our stress. So I don't even have to do anything or, or, you know, meet that yearning. I can say them to myself out loud. And the cool thing about yearnings is like, if you notice from the want list, you know, there was that one thing like, yes, maybe if I want a car, there's a selection of cars that I want, but it's a car, you know, whereas, you know, I yearn to make a difference or I yearn to be seen that could, those can be met in just an in, almost an infinite amount of ways. And that's so much less stressful. You know, it's so much less stressful to know that I have just way more choices 
when I want to touch and get in touch with and meet a yearning. Now, there's other aspects of, of this evolating model that help us get those and get more in contact with them and more consistent level. Like, you know, then I might have, I engage by just saying it, but then I might engage with someone else or in some way to get it met. So often when I'm going for a yearning, I'm then going to find things out about myself. New discoveries will be revealed. And that's what I, I love. And I love seeing that in the women in this mastermind because they have just so beautifully like open themselves up and then have had these amazing aha moments, um, awarenesses that they had inklings of, but now I've had experiences of because they've been following their yearnings, you know, and then we have to do that behavior. We try new behaviors and that brings up, you know, more awareness and then to really shift the patterns and the old beliefs and mistaken beliefs that keep us in, in not so healthy ruts and, and cause us more stress is rematrixing and doing it over and over again. So new tracks are laid and we can access these spaces more easily. Then from there, the final kind of phase um, in evolating is dedicating. And that's really allowing ourselves the space to understand and be with life as a journey of transformation if we let it be, you know, and all the things. And I focus it on, you know, mothering and all the places we mother has the capacity for transformation. And that's just one area, you know, one aspect of our living, of our life. And it's, and that is so beautiful, you know, so following our yearnings, we're going to come up against, you know, mistaken beliefs and myths and in the myths of mothering, they are very generalizable and play out so many places, but they're anywhere that fear is stopping us, you know, a lot around, you know, how I'm should act uh, as a mother? What does it mean to be a good mother? And oftentimes the definitions in this mistaken belief arena of a good mother is one that, you know, just turns herself over to her child and partner and spouse, leaving herself behind. Gotta bust that one. And it's more easily bustable uh, when I'm in touch with my yearnings. So we want to, you know, really reinforce this aspect of ourselves. What I feel so moved by also is this yearning and hunger that I've seen in every woman to make a difference. They want more relief, more relief of their stress, more ways to discover in the mothering of themselves. I would say the biggest myth that we're debunking in that is that it's not selfish, right? We're so many, and I think women in particular are trained to believe that taking care of ourselves first is selfish. If there's some myth that I could break for all of us, it would be that one. In fact, it's selfish not to. It's more selfish to protect ourselves, to hide ourselves away in what is supposedly the service of others. And it's not. It actually, you know, is more all-encompassing and showing the connection that we have all to each other, right? And modeling for those around us and leading the way as a, as a feminine leader that all of our own self-care is important. Mine is, I'm taking care of myself. That's going to reflect, you know, to whoever and whatever I'm mothering are going to feel it, even if overtly they are dismissing it or acting like it doesn't matter or they want more of you or they, they might even whine and complain about um, not getting enough of you because they're going for their yearning and their want and they want you and that's all, it all works together so beautifully. So I'm hoping you're getting the point. You know, what I really have been trying to underline here is just how 
okay it is for us to yearn. And not just okay, it's essential. It's essential as a woman, but it's essential for all of us men, women, all of us to open ourselves up to our yearnings, to then follow them. It's uncomfortable. Change, changing these patterns that have been so ingrained is going to be uncomfortable. But that's why being together in something like this and joining with other women in, in all sorts of ways, but it's, you know, what is so much behind me. I love doing one-on-one coaching and I love us working together. But when we bring together a group of women, it just takes on a whole nother level of awareness raising, of community, of being able to, you know, really foster each other's growth and development by putting ourselves first, by being there. So I'm really hoping that you're feeling the invitation for this for yourself. But I also want to, in this particular episode, let you know that in this mothering month of May, and you're hearing it here first, that I'll be kicking off in just a couple of days on Wednesday, April 28th, officially opening space for my next cohort of the mastermind, rewriting the mother code mastermind, which is going to take place starting June 7th and run for six weeks. And there's so many beautiful things in it. Of course, there's the group of women that comes together. There's the the learning and the teaching, but then there's the fostering of that through exercises and ways that you get to go play with it and then come back and we get to hear from each other, a live coaching session with me, curated worksheets, a beautiful mothering yourself gift box that you get in the mail. People love that. A must read list and underlining again, the incredible community of women. And then if you want ongoingly an exclusive LinkedIn group. So all of that is going to be available and I'm super excited for it. Now, uh, something I'm adding here at the end before we close is I always did this before, you know, anytime I'm getting on the microphone or you know, leading something is, you know, kind of for my own and for our collective awareness. I'll pull a tarot card of, I have a bunch of of tarot decks and just for guidance, you know, for awareness raising. And I always find beautiful messages in it. So I want to end our time together here today with highlighting some of the aspects of the card I pulled before we did this, see where it relates, see how it connects us. So this particular tarot deck is Ravine Phelan, Dreams of Gaia Tarot. I love this this deck. So the artistry is beautiful. Her words are beautiful. I highly recommend it. And it'll be in the show notes. But the card that I'm going to say we pulled, but I pulled is wisdom, the wisdom card. And in the wisdom card, we have knowledge, understanding, awareness, all about self-knowledge, illumination, introspection. And it's a really beautiful card. It's pages. So I'm obviously not going to read the whole thing, but I'm going to just see where my eye falls and see how it relates. So wisdom stems from learning from one's successes and mistakes one's trials and adventures, one's gains and losses. Wisdom is born of awareness and discernment that allows you to judge the best course of action. In most situations, wisdom is the application of knowledge, logic, and common sense. Oh, I love this. This is so beautiful. It's all about us growing in truth, the growing awareness, and use that knowledge to find our place and purpose within the universe and to live a good and productive life. How beautiful is that? And I think it totally is in line with what we were talking about. But then there's, I love this because I always look at the potential blockage and where we look at it in the reverse. So the reverse is asking us to accept the part of ourselves, kind of our darker nature, right? And our 
not so pretty parts. And we're all guilty of judging others, being critical, being selfish. And we all possess this, you know, ability to be unkind. And so when we look at the card reversed, it's presenting us with the opportunity to look within and question what we fear, hate, or condemn in others because we are denying that within ourselves. These darker aspects of our nature can often be our greatest teachers. And while the truths revealed may sometimes be harsh and uncomfortable, they bring with them the power to heal and empower. So I'm going to leave us with that. I think that's a beautiful way for us to close today. I can't wait to have us really work with this um, in the upcoming Mastermind and on into uh, Mothering May. So blessings to you all. Thank you so much for choosing yourself and taking the time to listen to this podcast. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to Mother. Wait, no, subscribe to Mother Her. It helps other people who need this message, aka all women, well, actually everybody, men included. I'm honored to have you on this journey in mothering yourself. Remember, change is uncomfortable, but it's beautiful and it starts with us. And if you can't wait until next week's episode, follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn at Dr. Gertrude Lyons or at my website, drgertrudelyons.com. I'll see you next time.